Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hello, this is Dig a Bit number three for the month of May of 2019. We're in our authority study, and this time we are studying elders. And we spoke last time about Titus chapter 1. This time I'd like for us to speak just for a minute about praying for the elders. That's uh, question number 5. And if you're in the book, it's on page 76. But it's talking about Acts chapter 14. And then passage there where Paul went and ordained elders in every city. Let's begin in verse 19 of Acts chapter 14. There came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing that he had been dead. Wow, this was a bad time. This is at Lystra, and they have uh, treated Paul in a in a horrible way, persecution like we don't experience in America today. And so the disciples were standing around him, but he got back up. They thought he had been dead, verse 20, but he got back up and he came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas, our son of encouragement, to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and taught many, they went back again to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch. And their purpose was to confirm the souls of the disciples, to encourage them, and exhort them to continue in the faith, and and to teach them that through much tribulation we enter into the kingdom of God. And Paul was obviously a great example of how that occurred. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. And after they had passed throughout Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. When they preached the word in Perga, they went down into Italia and thence to Antioch, from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. So here, obviously, the doors were swinging wide open to the Gentiles, but our passage that I want us to notice here is right after the extreme persecution of Paul. He continued to travel and his purpose being both to encourage saints and to establish elderships in every church. That's our key uh, passage of study this month since we're studying the eldership. And it says they, just a, a little incidental sentence, when they had prayed with them with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. Praying for elders is an important thing today, just as it was for Paul, the inspired apostle, apostle, to be in prayer with and for the elders as he established those elderships in those early churches. Elders today have no less responsibility, no less need for our prayers than did those elders. And the effectual, fervent prayer of God's righteous people, James says in 5.16, avails much. We can avail much for those men of God who meet those qualifications that we read in our last dig a bit by simply praying for them. I just wanted to practically talk about some of the things that it might be appropriate to pray for our elders today. Certainly it would be appropriate to pray that they have wisdom 
I um, don't know everything that goes on in the eldership at West Huntsville where I serve, but I know that they face crises in people's lives. They face with people temptations to uh, stray from the path on which God would have them walk. They face family matters that are very difficult to unravel and sort out, much less advise regarding. They face uh, difficulties that my husband served as one of those men for 10 years, and so I did know that much sleep was lost. They face a lot of difficult challenges. If you're reading through this month the book Awake at Night, then you're aware of some of the very difficult challenges that elders face. James 1.5 says that if any of us lack wisdom, we should ask of God who does not upbraid but gives or make fun of but gives to all people generously and it will be given. Don't you think that that would apply for our prayers, the prayers of the righteous, since the prayers of the righteous avail much? It would, it would certainly benefit our elders if we were praying for their wisdom, if we were praying for a good night's sleep for them, if we were praying for their mental ability to imagine how things were going to turn out in the end and wisely make decisions. I believe that's the case, and we should pray for wisdom for our elders. Number next, we should pray for God's providence, His Romans eight twenty eight kind of providence for these men of God, for their boldness, for their growth, for their health, for things in their lives to be laid out in a way that would be the most efficient for them to serve in the roles, the difficult roles in which they've been placed. Pray for God's providence on your individual elders and on the eldership as a whole. Romans 8.28 says that if, if we love Him and are the called according to His purpose, the ecclesia, the called out of the world according to His purposes, and certainly that's what those qualifications that we studied last time, certainly those qualifications would make those men the called out and those who love God and that all things can work to will work together for the ultimate benefit of them and their work for the body pray for that providence for them thirdly i think it would be a righteous thing for us to do to pray that our own influence will encourage support for those elders. You know, we can be a tearing down influence in our congregations. We can be a divisive influence. We can be the naysayer about the programs that the elders establish or about their activities in guiding and leading in lives. We can be the ones who discourage by saying, well, they're taking on too much authority or they're getting into our business too much or we think that they're picking on us or whatever it might be. We can be those who are discouraging of the work of great and faithful men or we can be those people who make their efforts be with joy, Hebrews thirteen seven says, rather than grief. Don't you want to be a person who is encouraging and supporting and helping others around you to be supportive of the elders? When someone starts to say something negative about the elders, remember, don't hear anything about the elders except with the witness of two or three. We don't speak evil things about the elders, but when you hear someone else who's becoming a naysayer with regard to the eldership say, but you might not know everything they have on their plates, or we have good and godly elders, and I'm sure there's a reason that they made that decision. We have men who are very serious and sincere 
about saving souls because they have to give an account for those souls. Let's be patient with them. Let's be supportive. Let's be sure we know all the facts before we even think about a criticism. We can use our influence to encourage and garner support for our elders. Number four, it'd be good for us to pray for the elders' families and for their the elders' balance in not neglecting their families and not neglecting the work of the church for balance and being sure that they're looking after the dual roles of leadership that they have as heads of their homes and as overseers of the body of Christ. Deuteronomy 6 is the kind of parenting that's there. If your elders still have kids at home in high school, it that Deuteronomy 6 kind of parenting injunction is, uh, and I know that's Old Testament, but it's uh, so uh, repeated in the New Testament fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord those injunctions are still there for elders just like for other people and so it is difficult as they seek that balance pray for their judgment as they're seeking balance and as they're leading their individual families as well as the family of God in your locale and number last pray for your elders relationships with one another now of course the elders in the new testament are always spoken of as a plurality there's always more than one they never ordained an elder in any city they always ordained elders the bible speaks of the elders that are among you the bishops of your souls so they pray that in their plurality their relationships with with one another in the eldership are good and close and supportive and agreeable and temperate and kind elderships can be destroyed and works of churches can greatly suffer if elders aren't getting along behind those closed doors in the times that they come together to dis for discussion that's why it's so important that current elders are very vigilant in training the younger men of the congregation to become elders so that when they come in there they're prepared they know the kinds of things that they're going to face and they're and they know already the importance of getting along with one another so pray that those relationships with each other will be as god would have them to be those are five quick ideas of things that are important for us to pray for our elders today what a difference we could make as women of god we're not leading congregations but it, it, it's a great difference that we can make when we're on our knees in prayer for the men who are i hope you have a great day if you find yourself in huntsville alabama we'd love for you to worship with us at west huntsville church of christ at providence 1519 old monrovia road northwest sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m followed by bible classes for all ages we meet again at 5 p.m for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.